Hi, and welcome to the Tap Into Health podcast. I'm your host, Liz Fisher, a former hair puller who also struggled with emetophobia, severe anxiety, and panic attacks for the better part of 36 years. Just like you, I felt alone, unheard, and out of options until I found EFT, which stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques, otherwise known as tapping. That's why I'm on a mission to share my journey and show you that healing is possible in a simple, holistic way. Join me each week in this safe space as my guests and I share what has really worked for us and our clients on our path to freedom. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, and welcome to today's episode. I'm excited to introduce to you our guest today, who is also a certified EFT practitioner, my good friend and colleague, Mary Murkowski. Mary is the mom of two grown boys and a fresh, empty nester. She lives in Akron with her elderly pup, Toby. Welcome to the show, Mary. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Oh, I'm happy to have you. So first of all, I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about your background. Okay. My background is diverse. I am a caregiver by trade, not just as a mom, but I also care for the elderly and uh-huh. for small children. And I am a certified practitioner of EFT. Can you tell me a little bit about what drew you to EFT? Was there a reason or a physical challenge or trauma? How did you find EFT? I found EFT because a good friend suggested it to me and I followed through. I was struggling with what would best be described as emotional heartache. I actually had physical pain related to a 28-year marriage that was ending drastically. And one of my good friends who does not do EFT but was familiar with it suggested I look into it and it's made all the difference in the world. So do you remember the first time you tapped? Yes. Okay, tell me a little bit about that. So I sought out Betsy Muller, and she was doing group demonstrations of tapping at various places. And actually, the first time I went out to see her, we didn't connect. I got distracted by something else. But then a second time I went, and it was a community gathering, and there it was a um, group of probably 10 people that were there just to get an overview of what tapping was, what mm-hmm. EFT was. And I had a general idea before I got there. And first she tapped with a woman who had a sore neck. And I learned about surrogate tapping and realized how my own pain, physical pain in my chest, went down while I was working for this other person. And then she asked me what I was there for and what my pain was and how I could describe it. And that's a little bit more esoteric because it's an emotional pain and I knew why I had the pain, but I didn't know how to go about getting rid of it. it. And I had tried talk therapy with my normal therapist. I had talked to friends. I tried all kinds of different things, but I actually had a physical pain Mm -hmm. in my chest, which Mm -hmm. is heartache. And I recall that she used the movie sequence that we learn. Uh Uh-huh. And in the movie sequence, she would say, now think about or talk about what happened, but stop right before the crisis moment. And we really didn't even work very long. And it lifted the pain and it did not come back. In that moment. In that day with her, Mm -hmm. with one session, which wasn't even one-on-one, there were other people around. Right. I'm pretty good at sharing, though, so Uh I didn't hold back too much. But it did lift and it didn't come back. So to me, it was groundbreaking, earth shaking. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, Betsy is the most, one of the most amazing practitioners I've worked with. I mean, she trained 
both Mary and I together, we were certified. And I had an experience similar to that at uh, level one with Betsy. And we were in a huge group and she asked for volunteers and I volunteered and she asked me, give me something that you want to work on. And I said, emetophobia. And she said, what is that? And I said, it's the fear of throwing up. So she said, tell me a little bit about what happened. Why are you afraid? She asked me, I think, what was the very first time that you remember having this fear? And I said, my sister got sick and we shared a room together. She got sick in the middle of the night in our bedroom and it was upsetting to me. And ever since then, I swore I was never going to be around anyone to contract that whatever that was that made you do that. It was just so upsetting. Like I never wanted to throw up. So we tapped about it in front of this group and I'm literally in a chair and with Betsy and we're in front of all these women and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is like crazy. Like this isn't going to do anything. And I even recall what she said. We're both tapping at the same time and she said, I don't even know what's happening here. And I just burst out laughing and I couldn't stop. Like I was laughing so hard that... (laughs) She had to stop. And I looked around and everyone's mouth was wide open. And I said to her, I am so sorry. I felt awful that I did this. And she said, oh, no, no, it's fine. She said, that's a release. Your energy shifted. And not that I was totally over it at that point, because I definitely wasn't. I needed more work on that specific thing. But it was a turning point to where this thing that I was so afraid of sounded funny to me. Like, you know, these germs that I couldn't control, all of a sudden they were like hysterical. Like to the point where my sides hurt and I actually had tears streaming down my face in front of her. I was so embarrassed, but that's literally how powerful it is. And I believe that that's probably what happened to you. And when that happens, especially in a setting like that, or even if it's not in that setting, but when, when it happens, when you're in a group and there are other people to witness it, it's almost more powerful than it is to be one-on-one with someone. Betsy and I talked about that on episode two, about surrogate tapping, about group tapping, about borrowing benefits, how that energy works in conjunction with our own energy while we're tapping and things just move when we're not even expecting. Right. So after that tapping session or demonstration, if you will, with Betsy, did you seek Betsy out? Did you? I did. You did. Don't think I actually sought her out for more help For myself at that point, I sought her out for help with my son, who at the time was probably 10 years old, and he was having difficulty sleeping through the night. And I took him to see her two or three times, Mm -hmm. and it resolved. Did you stay in the sessions with her? I did. My son was somewhat resistant, and he is quite a young man now and in college, and he would be resistant again. But he knows he experienced it and uh-huh. that it worked. And he knows that I do it and it works. But mm-hmm. it's um, a personality thing, a mindset thing. Yeah, He's very scientific, very logical. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me a little bit about after that specific moment of the release with the heartache? Did you want to get certified right away after your son went or were you thinking? I did. I really can't remember other than realizing the huge impact and how helpful it was Mm -hmm. and how I could use it to help other people. Mm -hmm. So pretty quickly after that, I think I did pursue training. Mm -hmm. Um, It was probably about 10 years ago when all of this started. And then I think it was 20 or 18 when we were training together, you and I. I don't really remember the progression in between other than I am called to help. And this is something that I can help with. It's a tool I can use to help other people. I feel that 
you're very empathetic. You have this gift that is, I mean, I would call you highly sensitive. Would you say you're highly sensitive? Absolutely. Okay. So, I mean, we're from the same tribe as well, but as far as other energy modalities, were you interested in that point? I don't know. I thought everyone would think I was nuts about, you know, wanting to switch my whole career to do this energy work that hardly anyone heard, but were you interested in other modalities before EFT or during? EFT was probably my entryway to other things. Mm -hmm. I remember in 2017 taking off in a big way because my career situation switched. I used to work part-time as a medical coder and I was leaving that position and I had time on my hands and I was just pursuing the heck out of everything. Mm -hmm. I looked into chakra healing, chakra dance. Oh, well, I, I know about that. Yes. <laughs> and I've done that and it's amazing. Um, I have investigated many things, I'm trying to think of all the different things, but EFT far beyond all the other things is so easily accessible for me and I mm -hmm. believe for everybody mm -hmm. because while it is beneficial to work with a practitioner, you can do it on your own. Yep. You can have quite a lot of success mm -hmm. without any really specific training because there's so much you can access online yes. to talk about it. And even if you find somebody who has many YouTube videos and follow along with them, mm -hmm. that is even helpful. Right. So I find EFT the most versatile of all the energy modalities that I've dabbled in or uh -huh. come across. I'm not certified or trained in any of the other ones. I'm just familiar, familiar with yes but do you find it interesting that EFT has had this lasting effect though on your heartache helping your son with the sleeping I mean it's hard to find something that actually lasts like you don't go back to I agree with you <laughs> I do find it very beneficial and I think I mentioned already that I have a therapist and had a therapist and I believe anybody who is a licensed therapist would benefit from using this. From yes. using EFT because it takes it to a whole nother level. Right. And a lot of um, therapists, counselors, et cetera, use um, EMDR, Correct. That, which is a, a, a technique that is not tapping, but it's with eye movements and kind of bringing a, a trauma into your awareness and then using eye movements to help clear it, if you will. But it is not the same. But I feel like more and more I'm hearing that counselors and people in the clinical field that are working in psychology are getting trained to do EFT because it's kind of like they're catching on. <laughs> it's catching on. <laughs> I agree with that. And my experience is there are not enough therapists and psychologists out there to help all the people who currently need help. Right. And they have waiting lists and everybody has uh -huh. so much to deal with currently that I don't know what it takes to be trained in EMDR, but EFT is not difficult to pick up and learn. And right. there's so many resources and so much science to back it up. When I first met Betsy 10 years ago, basically I was going on word of mouth and my own reactions to, mm -hmm. I feel better. Something has changed. It's right. better. But now there's science to back it up, I know. which is wonderful. Right. And on episode two, Betsy talks about all the science, the recent studies. I mean, within a, a week before taping the session with Betsy for episode two, there were two new studies that just came out that were published. So it keeps gaining credibility. And exactly. like you said, it's so easy. It's so accessible. Anyone can do it. So tell me a little bit about what you're using tapping for today. Most of the time... 
when I tap, which I'll be honest, I should tap more often than I do. You know, shouldn't we all? Shouldn't we all do certain <laughs> things more Even than we Even though we're EFT practitioners, shouldn't um, we tap? So we need to be tapping more. I agree 100% on that. But mostly when I go to tapping is for like mini crisis situations. Like if something occurs that gives me anxiety, if I'm running late or somebody didn't show up or mm-hmm. whatever the situation should be, bad traffic any little agitations, mm-hmm. those will pop up to tapping really quickly. I'm from a large family, and I was talking to my sister about something in general, and we were together in person, and I started tapping on the chest point K27. And I don't even realize I'm doing it. So the conversation must have been something that makes me upset. And it uh-huh. likely had to do with my mom, who has Alzheimer's and her caregiving, <laughs> which I feel a complete lack of control over. My mother is very well cared for. I just would like to have more input, but Uh she is fine without my input and Uh I have to accept that. abide by that. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) But if I, like she noticed that I had started tapping, I go, sometimes I start tapping. She goes, oh yeah, I've seen you do it. (laughs) (laughs) But it's almost like it's automatic. I noticed too that I, I have to tap less about something because I tap so much that my body just automatically calms. A lot of times I'll be tapping the first point I touch, whichever I'm closest to at the moment, which usually isn't in order, like top of the head, usually under the nose or the chin point. And I start yawning right away because my amygdala knows, hey, your cortisol level goes down and you get relaxed and you, you feel better very quickly. When Mary and I were both getting certified, one of the things that we had to do was to write down something called a personal peace procedure, which I use a lot with my clients. People will come to me and say, I don't know what to work on. I have so many things to work on. I'm not sure which is the most pressing. I don't know. You know, maybe it's this thing that happened yesterday. Maybe it's this thing that happened 20 years ago. And we do something in tapping with EFT clients called the personal peace procedure. And I'm wondering, Mary, if you've ever... I know you've done yours because we had to, but do you ever write down things that you want to work on and then go back to them and work on them in some sort of order? Honestly, I'm a little bit more mystical about it. Okay. You had mentioned personal peace procedure to me, and I have absolutely no recollection of what I did when we were training, like what I would have put on there. Oh, really? I have no recollection. Okay. That may just be a memory issue for me, but (laughs) which I'll tap on. Uh, I don't recall what I had on there, but I am sure that I tapped through it. Mm -hmm. And now it's, you know, it's not a nagging thing in my brain anymore, because I tap through it. But also, because you had asked me specifically about personal peace procedure, it made me think, you know, I really need to do another one. Yeah, and you can do them at any point in your life, you can go back. Because I think enough time has passed that either more grunge from my past has Has bubbled up up to the top, Mm -hmm. or new things have occurred. Mm -hmm. And if I sit down and do the personal peace procedure again and tap on those, I will have more focused results Mm -hmm. than the random tapping that I'm doing. Yes, and I agree because they're deeper things. They're not surface issues of what's going on right in front of you, right at that moment. You know, the bad traffic, the annoying conversation with your mother or her caregiver or whatever, they're deep things. And so explaining to our listeners what personal peace procedure is in EFT, it's when you go back to the very first negative, uncomfortable memory that you have from your 
past. It could be something you remember back when you were two years old. It could be something that you think you remember when you were in utero. It could be something unpleasant that happened to you in grade school. It could be a trauma that happened, a death in the family, anything that was negative that produces uncomfortable feelings, emotions. There's a spike in intensity in your body about a trauma or negative event that happened in your life. And you'd go back from the very first time. And I remember mine. I still have my notebook. And I actually show it to some of my clients. Not that they can see anything, but it's in a drawer in my desk. And when I'm with a client on Zoom, I'll say, look at my personal peace procedure. Don't feel bad if you have like a million things. Some people are overwhelmed. And I say, just write five of the the first things that come to the top of your head. Just write five things down. But mine was hundreds, hundreds of things. From the time I was little up until we were getting certified, whatever those were. And the cool thing about those things is, I don't know if you remember this, but if you go back to those and pick one that is kind of a big thing and work on it a little bit and work on it over and over until you get it to where you feel like, yeah, I don't really care about this thing anymore. You can look back on your list and a lot of the things that you wrote don't matter. Exactly. You can cross them off. It takes them out. I just explained this to somebody recently. And when we were in training, I think Betsy had an analogy that she used, which I can't recall right now. But I explained it like Jenga. Yes. Like you I can love have that analogy. Piece procedure, 100 piece procedure things stacked up like Jenga. Uh-huh. And then you pick one to work on. And you pull and it you out. pull it out and everything falls pull away. Pull the legs out from underneath that. It's right. kind of like how Gary Craig talks about one trauma or one thing as the tabletop. Right. And there's four legs, and we're trying to knock out the legs, the aspects of this belief right. or behavior to make the tabletop fall. So that's really a good thing, though, because in the personal peace procedure, it's funny how some of these events are connected subconsciously in your mind. And when you do the work on one really hard thing, you don't care about the other <laughs> the other 50 things or 10 things or five things that were on there that you thought you really would. Exactly. So it's really neat. Sometimes just a little bit of hard work goes a long way in tapping. I agree. Something that I recently discovered in the same conversation I was having when I came up with the Jenga analogy for somebody else who was interested in tapping, helping some newly diagnosed things, mental health related, that <laughs> she's in her 50s and just been plugging along and then finally decided maybe I should look into these things. Mm -hmm. um, so I was explaining EFT. But what came to my attention and the reason also that I think I should do my personal peace procedure again is that I think, and this is just my personality, that I under-report things mm -hmm. or events. So you've probably heard of people talk about trauma, big T trauma and yes, little, little T, T trauma. trauma. Uh -huh. And I was explaining to this person that I feel that, oh, my stuff's not that bad. It was all little T traumas. And she does not even know me that well. Mm -hmm. She only knows a little bit. And mm -hmm. she just stopped me and said, Mary, I think some of yours is big T trauma. <laughs> You're underreporting. But I underreport. Uh -huh. I have done that in my past with physical pain. The doctor said, uh -huh. if you ever end up in the hospital, you need to adjust your pain scale because... You are underreporting. Under okay. And I think that in the trauma world and my personal experience, mm -hmm. that I always discount the level of the traumatic event. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just my personality. Yeah. So, as a practitioner, I think it's important to have a tool. Yes. To help your client 
uncover what is the severity because they may be like me Mm -hmm. and under report. Yeah. And it can be a running list. And this is a really good way for people who say, I don't know what to tap on. I can't think of something to tap on. Where do I even start? I have too many things. Well, start a list and start from the earliest memory and then wait until you clear that and then move on. But continue to add to it. It can just be something that keeps going. It's never ending. And really, in our lives, that's the truth. It's really never ending. You might not consider some of them to be big T traumas, but it also matters about or little T traumas, you might not be able to distinguish, but a lot of times it depends on how your personality is. Empaths and highly sensitive people, their traumatic response is way exacerbated. My husband, who doesn't think that seeing a spider in the bathroom is really upsetting. So, you know, I, that's just, I'm not that afraid of spiders, more afraid of centipedes, but not, <laughs> not that afraid of spiders. But I mean, my trauma response is heightened, you know, so like you said, you've underreported, which I find odd for you since you are highly sensitive. But that's why I think it's good that we talked and that you came because you need to go back to those things that you didn't think were that traumatic and reevaluate and retap. Oh, I think I know where it comes from. Oh my gosh, now I'm giving you work. (laughs) Oh, oh, I know I have the work. Um, I think that it comes from not valuing my own opinion all the time. Okay. And also comparing, which this isn't really fair, but comparing that other people have it worse. Uh huh. So okay. my trauma is not bad as other people's right. trauma. And that comes also from being empathetic and highly sensitive and seeing what other people have gone through and thinking other people have it worse than me. Exactly. And, and I totally get that because you and I, when we work with clients, we see people that are way worse off than us. And it's like, oh, I didn't really have that bad of a childhood or, oh, that was like nothing. You know, I have my health. I have my kids. I have my whatever. I have a house to live in. I have food on the table. But everyone processes traumas differently. And at the end of the day, it's what do I need to be able to feel whole and like I'm living my best life and like I'm free. And it's a lot to keep ourselves healthy. It's a matter of your health, too, getting through this stuff. It's not fun, a lot of it, to get through it. But the more layers you unpeel, the better you feel. Exactly. (laughs) That wasn't supposed to rhyme. I love that it rhymed. And I was going to bring an orange for you today. (laughs) Oh, So I'm wondering if maybe we should tap a little bit together before we wrap it up today. So why don't we tap about getting started, okay? even though it feels like it's really hard to get started on working on me because a lot of people feel they have an excuse. We have an excuse or we think we can tough it out and yeah. we're not a priority. Yeah. So let, let's do that and just repeat after me. And, and our listeners, I'll name the points out loud, but Mary's going to follow along with me and we'll tap and see how we feel. Even though. Even though. It's sometimes hard to get started even though it's sometimes hard to get started. I need to go there. I need to go there. Because I deserve to live a happy, healthy life. I deserve to live a happy, healthy life. And I love and accept myself. And I love and accept myself. Even though. Even though. I might not want to remember. I might not want to remember. Because those traumas were really bad. Because those traumas were really bad. And it's easier to just let it be. 
And it's easier to just let it be. I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. Even though. Even though. Working on these things. Working on these things. Might bring up some ugly memories. Working on these things might bring up some ugly memories. It's going to feel better once I do it. I will feel better once I do it. And I love and accept myself. And I love and accept myself. Top of the head. This is going to be some work. This is going to be some work. Eyebrow points. But I'm ready for the challenge. I'm ready for the challenge. It will make a difference. Side of the eye. It's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. I'm sick of holding it in. I'm sick of holding it in. Mm, Under the eye. It's giving me physical stress. It's giving me physical stress. And it's manifesting in my body in physical ways. And it is manifesting in my body in physical ways. Under the nose. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. I've waited long enough. I've waited long enough. The 10 point. I deserve to have some freedom from this. I deserve to have complete freedom from this. It's going to be a weight lifted. It's going to be a weight lifted. Collarbone points. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm going to start writing down some things right away. I'm going to start writing down some things right away. I'm going to keep that list going. I'm going to keep that list going. Because things are always going to come up. Because things are always going to come up. That's okay. That's okay. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm human. I'm human. Under the arm. My happiness and health. My happiness and health. Are a priority. Are a priority. I'm excited to get started. I'm excited to get started. I feel empowered to get started. I feel empowered to get started. Okay. Let's stop there and take a deep breath and... Thank you. That was How beautiful. How did that feel to you? Okay, good. It's I'm great. Glad. glad. And so, motivating. Good. I hope that that motivated some of our listeners here today. And it motivated me, too, to kind of look back at my list that I still have sitting in my desk and make sure that I got all of that out of there, all the aspects, all the layers cleared. And before we head out today, I'd like to thank Mary for being here today to share her journey with us. And Mary, if Anyone is interested in working with you, which Mary, I think, is taking new clients by request only. Where can people find you? Easiest to reach me just by emailing me directly. And my email is my first initial and my last name, mmarkowski at att.net. Wonderful. And you can head to the show notes after and all of Mary's contact info will be there. I appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Of course. Thanks so much to all of you for listening today, and we'll see you next time. Until then, keep tapping. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. Remember to follow and review so you don't miss a thing. Ready to heal with EFT? I have two ways to support you. Head to the show notes to start your one-on-one healing journey with me, or get started on your own by checking out my online store for pre-recorded video sessions specific to your needs. See you next time.